Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. 2019 is off to a great start. Uh, We are preparing for our first wedding of the season. We've got a wedding coming up next week. Uh, So we've been talking to the bride and kind of getting everything set up. But we're super excited. We got a nice little break. It wasn't too long, but it was just long enough to get all our back-end work done. We got to work on, you know, some of our contract stuff. We got to work on some of our website stuff. We're starting to prepare some blogs to start blogging um, a little bit more consistently. And um, we got some good rest. We got to, you know, chill out, read some books, uh, watch some movies. And now we're just kind of excited to get right back into it. So we're preparing for this wedding. Uh, This next wedding is going to be down in Temecula at this winery. Um, I did the engagement session for this couple down there. So I already met with some of the people of the winery and they're just super nice. So um, I know their DJ. Their DJ is a good friend of ours, Leo, uh, who we have worked with many times. So it's just going to be a good start to the season and I'm really excited about it. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, uh, please do me a favor. If you want to support the podcast, the podcast is 100% free. But if you want to support the podcast, if you like uh, what we're doing, if you like what I'm doing with it, uh, please scroll down to the bottom, leave me a five-star rating, leave me a review, let me know what you think about the podcast. I think doing so helps the podcast become more discoverable for others to find. And uh, if you've got a photographer friend or you know some people that are getting into photography, please share this podcast with them. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast if you want to reach out uh, directly to me. You can find me there. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And now you can join the Facebook group. Uh, and we're building a community of photographers there where you can uh, come in there, you can ask questions, and you can bring up topics that you want heard on the podcast. So if you go down to the show notes, all the links on there, head on over to the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, I'd love to have you there. So the first guest of the year is one of my best friends, Eric McFarlane. Eric and I have been friends for many years now. We used to work together for a photo studio back in the day. And um, him and his wife actually photographed our wedding. Uh, And yeah, we've just been friends ever since. We hang out all the time. We like uh, a lot of the same stuff. We like to talk photo and we like to drink beers and try new beers. Uh, So he actually brought some beers over. I bought some new ones um, and we met up to just kind of have some drinks and uh, talk some photo stuff. So on this episode, we brought up a bunch of different topics like associate shooting, uh, if stuff gets stolen from your car. We brought up some new announcements about new uh, camera equipment that uh, that were just announced. Uh, so we talked about a bunch of different stuff, but I really enjoyed sitting down with Eric because he just came over pretty much to hang out so we can you know, talk about the thing that we love most, photography, and have some drinks. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode so without any further ado i present to you eric mcfarlane eric thanks for coming on the podcast thanks man um i'm excited to see you i haven't seen you since last year yeah last year (laughs) um you were the first guest on this podcast, and you are the first and I'll be guest. The last. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, you're the first guest of the year. Sweet, and uh, we recorded uh, that episode around the same time this week last year. Yeah, I saw that came up in my yeah. something newsfeed. I don't know. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So you brought uh, beer for us, huh? I did. What uh, What do you got for us? Uh, I saw it and bought it somewhat as a joke, uh, but I'm kind of like I'm curious to try it. Uh, it is by a brewery called Brutality, and it is a Carolina Reaper Triple IPA. Mm. Comes out at a nine percent. Oh, so I guess they can call it a triple if they want to call it a triple. Seems fitting. You and I both share the love for spicy mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. We have uh, you and I recorded a video. <laughs> yes, eating a bunch of hot sauces mm-hmm. that still hasn't made its way out into the internet. One day. 
maybe maybe after this <laughs> i'll be forced to, to upload it uh all right pop that thing over man it'll be i'm happy to try it but i do not think i'll try it again so i was asking you before you've had like different like chili beers before or like spicier yeah beers. i've had some like hatch chili beers i just had one <clears throat> we came down from uh we were up in Kernville, and I picked up a beer from, like, uh, Fresno, Visalia area. Mm-hmm. Might have been Visalia. I can't remember the brewery. But anyways, it was from out there, and it was, uh, like, the these, like, chilies that are grown in that area. And it was, like, super spicy. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so you said this is a uh, Carolina Reaper beer. Yep. Cheers. Cheers, man. It actually tastes pretty good. Is it gonna be you that, some spice? Is it gonna be up? yeah? Is it gonna be one of those where the we're gonna start it's talking super, and be like, yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. Dude. <laughs> it's not no, bad. It, actually, it tastes good. It tastes good. The one the the one I had from Visalia or God man, I wish I could remember it. Here, I'll look it up right now. Actually, uh, that one it was hard to drink. It was so mm-hmm. spicy to like the to the touch. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that one was hard to drink. This one's not hard to drink at all. Yeah. I've had um, Ballast Point has a Sculpin IPA um, that's brewed with, uh, I think, Habanero. Mm-hmm. And that one, uh, my friend and I had a 12-ouncer of it and split that, and that was hard to finish. Really? It was just like, it was spicy and didn't taste good. Oh, this is, uh, I was wrong. It was uh, Tioga Sequoia, and it's called the Joaquin Marietta Chili Pepper Beer. Spiced with Fresno chilies. That's why I got <laughs> confused, because I was thinking of the Fresno uh, area. Yeah. But yeah, all right there. It looks good. No man, it's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hard to drink. Yeah, so this one's definitely uh way less spicier than the habanero one I had, and actually tastes good. I think um it being a triple IPA or whatever, um those are more like malty and sweet, and yeah. so I think it kind of balances the heat out and actually makes it taste good. This is a good beer. I like it. I I'd, I'd try it again. Yeah. So you take <laughs> take back what you said. I, I guess I do. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, let's talk some camera stuff. I've changed up a little bit of my, um, like the way my back end, my uh, post-production stuff. You're editing? Yeah. Well, kind of editing, like my culling and stuff. Uh, yeah, pretty much just my culling. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. What, uh, what have you been doing differently now with your, uh, with culling? So since the beginning, I've just been um, through Lightroom pretty much going by one by one and flagging each photo. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's effective. It gets the job done, but I find it takes a long time. And cooling mm-hmm. is like my least favorite part of editing yeah. by far. Um, then I guess like researching and listening to like uh, you talk about it and like going on Reddit and stuff, I found um, just cooling everything through the grid view. So I had I do a three by three um, on the grid and go through and pretty much. I end up picking way too much, but having everything there. So it's like a three by three and like, a, I think nine photos in one screen, pretty much go through those like little thumbnails and flag from there. So I'm able to just use my arrows and just go like real fast. Um, so I think my, I kept my culling time down by like, I haven't timed myself, but I'm pretty sure like in by half, if not so more. So you're selecting multiple photos at the same time? Pretty much. Like I, I can see, um, uh, pretty much oh, six you, at one time. You made the grid view bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh, I see that. And so I see a small little thumbnail. So I, you know, I may not, I can't get a, a close up shot or I can't see it big. So maybe someone's blinking or it might be a tad out of focus or things like that. So I end up picking more than I need. And as I go through and edit, then I'll deselect from yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just, uh, saved me a bunch of time and yeah, it's still pretty new. I'll, I'll find when I'm picking things now. Still, I'll, I'll go back to my old way, like out of habit. I'm like, what am I doing? It's taking forever. And remember, I'm yeah. you know I'm I do it through grid now, so I have to switch it. And but yeah, saves a, a ton of time. I'm yeah. sure there's lots of people that do that, but um, yeah, for the longest time, I was just doing one by one, and it was taking forever. Well, I, I think I've told you that before. We do something similar to mm-hmm. that. We use a survey mode, and <clears throat> I think you skip the step of actually having to select the six photos in the grid view like you just have them enlarged so you always see that many Mm -hmm. um but we have it where you can see tons of photos but we'll just literally highlight like six four or six and 
uh, on ours, the shortcut is uh, N for survey mode. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the um, that's like the way it comes set up because I know you switch up a lot of your shortcuts. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and I use N for survey mode. So I select the four or six, hit N. It goes to those four or six only, and then um, I learned through this workshop through Jared Platt. He's a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. but like all his workshops are about Lightroom. Nice. And his whole thing was like when those six pop up, you know, um, look at the one that that your eyes drawn to mm-hmm. like first. So that's always the first one. It's usually going to be like your go to unless like there's a blink or something. Yeah. So right away, I know that that one's good. And then I look at the other ones and if they're about the same, I may select like one or two more if they're like a different. Um, angle or a different focal length but other than that like one or two of the mm-hmm. of those six is good and then i just move on yeah especially if they're all similar yeah, yeah. for sure but yeah that cuts down a ton of time i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm all about it and you said it cut your time down by how much uh for sure half um could be longer i'm not sure i haven't like actually timed myself but um yeah i can get things like a, a whole session done in like probably like an hour or less like picked edited and done in like an hour or so a wedding no oh <laughs> i wish a wedding <laughs> like long, a engagement long, shoot or something how long does it take you to do a, a wedding um so i think curious. actually i think i have time myself for this uh but i already did it for one wedding and i think um it averages between uh like culling to editing to like hitting export probably mm-hmm. like mm, 12 to 15 hours depending how how big the wedding is and i mean i we overshoot a lot, so we'll shoot like um, between like four to five thousand images a wedding, yeah. which I know is high. Um, but and then end up picking uh, and delivering probably between nine hundred to like uh, fourteen hundred or so yeah. images. Uh, so which I know that is high also. Well, last year we were averaging about like uh, like the turnaround was like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred mm-hmm. images. I think there was a wedding that we shot for like. 12 or 14 hours and i think we delivered like 1600 photos i believe it yeah but it was that was a fun wedding like there was a lot of things going on Mm -hmm. the whole day um but uh by the end of the year it was getting like less and less Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly where we're you know i was shooting less too i was like uh the last couple weddings that i did i wanted to I guess shoot with a little bit more intent, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was trying to like do things a little bit differently. So I ended up shooting less photos. I think I was averaging like, I don't know, like 2,500 myself Mm -hmm. and Maria, she's always around like a thousand photos. I think. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, after culling, we started turning in like 1200, 1100, and then it got even lower. Like six hour weddings were like, 800 photos Mm -hmm. and for us that's low i know that's pretty average but you know we turn over a lot of photos but i guess it didn't feel wrong either because every photo we selected they were all like good photos or any like duplicates or anything like for sure and i know clients uh will appreciate having you know more photos than uh less photos um that's what uh i saw a bride um posted some pictures on her facebook and someone commented on them um uh, how many she posted on facebook was like impressed with that and her response was like, oh, there's there's so many more. There's like, you know, 1,300, something like that. Yeah. She was like excited there were that many. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, I know I'm creating way more work for myself than I should. And yeah. a lot of other people will do less photos um, and clients are happy with that because I guess they don't know otherwise. Yeah. But I'm perfectly fine with creating more work for myself and kind of, I guess, going the extra mile or yeah. whatever and having more photos for them to appreciate. I mean, this is, this is their wedding. This is something they're going to look back on, you know. 20, well, 30 years. Sounds like you're just, you're trying to take care of your customers and make sure that they're happy. Trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be number one. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to, we haven't done anything differently yet. Um, I'm going to be, I told you I'm going full time this year. Yes. And when I do, Maria does all our calling and all our editing right now, mm-hmm. you know, because during the week I'm at work and she's at home working on all the photos. Bless her soul. But I think, I know, right? <laughs> Well, you know, you know the yeah. struggle, <laughs> but I think uh, she's still going to handle all our editing uh, just because she's been doing it now. Like 
she's done a hundred percent of our editing now for at least two years. So Dude. I can't jump in, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, every time I start editing stuff, she's like, what are you doing? Or why aren't you doing this? <laughs> you know, she, she's got her own little tricks that she does mm-hmm. now. Cause she's, you know, she's accustomed herself to it. Uh, so she's still going to continue doing all the editing, but at least now I know that, you know, uh, Monday morning I can jump on and I can do like all of the calling that way. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is editing and then we both can concentrate on other stuff yeah. and kind of alleviate some of that time. Dude, dream team. Yeah. Right. You're going to get, uh, Ashley to, <laughs> to do some editing for you. Dude, every once in a while after the kids are like, uh, acting up and it's like nearing bedtime or like something like that. And I'm calling. She's like, oh, give me that. I'll, I'll call I'll do it. You, <laughs> go, you go ahead of the girls. Like, ah, fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this so. next beer um, sounded good. Is uh, Santa Maria Motra. It's a blood orange IPA. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, blood orange IPAs are good. This is 7.2. Nice. Let's see. Smells good. Cheers. Yeah, I got this yep. one because you've pretty much tried every beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to find something you hadn't tried yet. <laughs> All right, so one of the topics I wanted to bring up was uh, associate shooting. Last year, we got really interested in like doing some associate shooting. I hired you for a wedding at the end of the year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we want to do more of that. But I want to know, like, I want to know your thoughts on it. I've been asking, like, on Facebook, um, like, what questions some people have or mm-hmm. what thoughts they have on associate shooting you know because i don't know if it's like if we're taking work away from other people or you know mm-hmm. i guess there's different ways to look at it yeah for know? sure so um i wanted to talk with you about maybe some ideas to lay down some like rules for yourself for like associate shooting mm-hmm up until last year, you you hadn't really heard of associate shooting. Yeah, either, huh? you asking me about it was the first time I've ever heard of it. I was like, <laughs> What's that? So, uh, so what do you think about associate shooting? Uh, I think it's it's cool. It's definitely a good way to um, to get more bookings and uh, have an option in case you're uh, already booked that day or something. Because mm-hmm. I mean, one like the downside, like for me being full time, is I, I absolutely hate turning away weddings. Yeah. Um, and. I think last year, I mean, I don't, I don't keep count, but I think it's probably had like guessing like maybe eight or so weddings that were on days that we were already booked. Yeah. And like, I think five of those dates are all next, like one same day in June or something like that. Yeah. Um, and being like self-employed and wanting to take as much work as I can, just, you know, pay the bills and yeah. like provide for my family and stuff. Um, I hate put giving away or like not being able to book weddings. Yeah. Um, so having a associate shooter for that is still a way to get income and, um, build, um, your clientele base up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I mean, I think it's, it's great if you're able yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's the way I see it too. Like if you look at it that way, you know, we're all trying to run a business and we're all trying to make money because mm-hmm. we need to, like you said, pay our bills and mm-hmm. feed our family and all these things. I don't think it's necessarily a, you know, well, you know what, let's, let's do this. Uh, I did have a couple people ask some questions on Facebook, so let's an- answer those okay. and see how we feel about that. And then I have I have some of my own thoughts on it too. Uh, so I asked on the Facebook group what people thought about associate shooting, if they do it already or if they don't, what questions they would have. And uh, Kevin Mack, he asked, are you envisioning having a handful of long-term loyal associate photographers or a constant flow of photographers who come in and leave once they have enough under their belt to go at it on their own. I see advantages and disadvantages to, disadvantages to both sides. I told him that my idea is more or less to have second shooters who are constantly working with me at the time and trust to help them gain the experience and also give uh, work to established photographers I'm close with to help fill gaps like when needed. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I know what he's saying. He's you know he's saying like, am I looking to have a bunch of brand new photographers, you know, kind mm-hmm. of coming in to, for them to get their experience. And then once they have their experience, you know, they, they go off on their own and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see it more as a way more like a, it's more of a friends helping friends kind of thing. Yeah, for know? sure. So the way I see it is I've got a couple second shooters 
that are established in the middle of establishing themselves right now, mm -hmm. I have no doubt that, you know, pretty soon they're not going to want a second shoot for me because they're going to be established and mm -hmm. have all these weddings and not going to have the time for it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and when it comes to that point, well, I'm going to have to find some second shooters mm -hmm. and that's fair. I'm not even like upset about that. Yeah. Um, but I know as, uh, you know, especially the way the route that they took is, you know, they started second shooting to learn weddings and then they move on to their own weddings. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like a good step up from second shooting is handling and running a wedding on your own. So that's like a good way to give them experience to, to move forward, you know, yeah. and get that experience under their belt mm -hmm, for sure. And then for people like you, like you're established and you have all your weddings booked for the whole year, but I know that you have some gaps here and there that aren't filled. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that I could ask you, like, if you want to shoot, you know, let's say we're three months out from a wedding, I could ask you if you have that filled and maybe three months out, you may not book a wedding mm -hmm. you may or may not you know but on the other end i'm also trying to book it in a way where the amount i offer you is also like enough so if you didn't yeah you I, know if you did have a wedding like well i'm still gonna make this much and mm -hmm. it's gonna be good so that's kind of my thought process on yeah it. that's yeah. what i remember when you asked me i think it was i think it was a couple months out or something and i was like man i mean i could but like what if uh you know if i get an inquiry like i mean mm -hmm. it's unlikely but what if kind of thing mm -hmm. you know um but, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's good. It's harder for like someone who's full time, who's uh, still like, you know, like, like me, like wondering if they're going to need a booking, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, definitely for, for sure helpful for like a, a newer photographer, um, yeah. who wants to get in the business and, um, is looking for weddings and things like that. Um, I remember a long time ago, I worked with, uh, these videographers at a wedding and they said that they had a, a team of two two videographers that for a while, um, whenever they had a, a wedding that was already booked and they got an inquiry for that day, they'd say, we're not available, but we know the, these people. And they weren't like really associated with them. Like they, they were going to give them the wedding. They were like associate shooting essentially. But they said that this is like a different business, like totally like not with them or whatever. Um, I guess just in case like they did a bad job or things like that. Um, uh, so they did that and then once they felt oh, but it was still them yeah okay. it was like they're like you know their friends or like something like that uh, but same idea like uh, people like two videographers trying to get into the business and things like that yeah and then once they got confident in their work then they uh, joined them into their company and said like oh we're not available but um, these people who work for us also yeah. uh, they're avail available yeah. um, and so they had like um, you know a different group of uh, another team essentially yeah um and I thought that was like, that's a great idea. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess like in the back of my mind, if I did that, I'd fear like, what if I like hire these people and they agree to it, but then they don't take it seriously. And then like two weeks out, like, oh, by the way, I can't shoot that wedding. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, oh, uh, okay. Um, so that, I think that's yeah. like the one thing where I'm, I'm, I do it. Like I consider it for like people I, I knew well, who, who I know aren't going to back out on me, but like, there's all in the back of my mind, like. That's scary. Well, that's always a possibility, period. Mm -hmm. I think, like, starting an associate program, you're bringing on, you know, quote-unquote employees. Yeah. You know, and when you have employees, there's always a risk of something happening. Mm -hmm. Even even somebody that you trust, like, you can't you can't say that there might not be an emergency. Yeah, for sure. You know, those things happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know that you've you've called me before. You, you had an emergency one <laughs> yeah. time. You know, you were looking for, like, a backup or something yeah. like that. Like, those things just happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think going into this associate shooting program, you also have to be aware that those things can happen. Yeah. And you can't even, like, really be upset about it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You just have to plan for it. Yeah. You know, uh, I see what they're doing. I would also prefer to just keep things under my name because mm -hmm. I, you know, in the way I want to do it is they're still dealing with us yeah, and just us, you know, and then the day of I'm going to have uh, another photographer there. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the ways I want to do it is, you know, in the contract or in us talking about it leading up to the day of like, I want to make it clear that they're going to deal with us and only us. They're not going to have any contact with the photographer that's going to be a part of their wedding until 
probably the day of mm-hmm. or the day before I might have them contact them and just let them know like, Hey, I got the schedule. Here it is. I'll yep. be there. I'll be your photographer. Um, but I'm, I'm only going to say like, it's going to be one of our associates. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to do that is also to prevent, you know, if I tell them like, Hey, <clears throat> three months from now, Eric's going to shoot your wedding. And then if you back out on it, then I have to tell them like, Oh, by the way, it's actually going to be <laughs> yeah. Marcos who's going to shoot your wedding now, mm-hmm. you know? And then what if he goes out, then I keep switching it on him. Yeah. So I'd rather just tell him like, just so you know, you won't, you're not going to meet your photographer until the day of, I'll have him shoot your message. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be talking with me. And that way, if I give you a heads up four months out and you're like, Hey man, I just booked a wedding. Uh, or I have the opportunity to book a full wedding, mm-hmm. you know, I can just be like, that's cool. Go ahead and take your full wedding. And then I can ask another one of my associates, like, yeah. are you available? Mm-hmm. You know, or even last minute, if I need to hire someone, the fact that I said one of our associates is coming and they have trust in us finding a photographer, then I don't have to worry about them thinking like, you know, I'm not handling business. Yeah. Even, even if things are kind of sketchy on the back, mm-hmm. the back end. For know? sure. So that's the kind of way I want to run it, you yeah. know, where they don't know what's, you know, who's going to show up. They just know that they hired us, you know, at uh, a lower rate for having one of our associates go mm-hmm. out there. And then the other thing is I want to, I'm trying to figure out a good price range um, for the associate program where, like I said, it's worth it to, mm-hmm. to go out, yeah. you know, so like in your case, I think I did like a 60 40 split. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty good break where like, uh, obviously I, I got the contract and we did the editing. And so I got like the bigger half, but I wanted to make sure I paid you enough that mm-hmm. it was worth it for that day. You yeah. know, like, Oh cool. I actually made a pretty good. And, and so this year, um, the associate program, I'm going to even charge a little bit more mm-hmm. that way we get like a good, fair price you yeah know, i want to be able to pay you know uh uh an associate shooter like at least a thousand bucks for the day mm-hmm. you know what i mean so if three three months out you know they don't have a wedding book they yeah. know that they're gonna make a thousand dollars on that saturday and they don't have to edit photos i feel i don't know how you feel about it but i feel like that might be worth it yeah to for them. sure like yeah you know, I, they might even turn down their wedding because they don't right. have to edit the photos. <laughs> you know, they might have a wedding on Friday and on Sunday, and they're like, "No, I'm cool with yeah. that." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thoughts behind it. Yeah. So uh, Stephen had a question on the Facebook group, and he said, um, "Do friends want to associate shoot, or would they feel slighted that you didn't just refer them?" <laughs> so that was that was actually my first. Mm -hmm. when i started thinking about the associate shooting because i know we've referred uh couples over to you guys you've referred couples to us we Mm -hmm. shot a couple that you referred you know we've done that before Mm -hmm. too um so when we thought of the associate program and um i've already asked all my second shooters but when i asked you about it you know that was one of my first fears i was like is he is he gonna think (laughs) that like i'm taking you know, people away from him. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I guess I'm being selfish, but then you told me, you're like, you mean I could have been making more money <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> so, um, but what do you think about that? Do you think it's like taking clients away from others? Uh, I wouldn't say, it, um, so like when you first, first asked me about it, I was like, I, I never heard of, uh, mm-hmm. this whole thing before. And I was like, that's weird. Um, like honestly, like that 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 did that thought kind of came across my mind. Like I think naturally, like I think anyone would think that. Yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, if you like didn't refer us to shooter or anybody else, like that couple, there's a pretty like unlikely chance that they would have come my way anyway. Yeah. And so it's either like sure shoot it and get paid, or I never heard of this person and then they're never gonna uh, contact me or anything. Yeah. So like, it's no point either way. Um, so I think, uh, like right off the bat, it seems like it, it could, like could come across that way. Uh, but, um, it's still like, yeah, unlikely that they'd, they'd contact me anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, um, us being friends, I would, I'm happy to help and like yeah. happy to, to do that, um, yeah. for you. So I, I don't think if some random <coughs> photographer emailed me and asked me, I probably would have said no. Yeah. Um, but knowing like I know you and Maria and like you guys are, are friends, so. Absolutely. I mean, able to do it. Yeah. And yeah, 
The other reason I wanted I I would think it, it's it's not so bad is because like when a client reaches out to you, they've already done the research. Mm-hmm. They've, they've a lot of them. Um, uh, you know, in our case, we've had we get emails where they've been following us, you know, for months or mm-hmm. whatever, and they love our work and they want to have our style, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they like everything about us, or they've been referred to us by a friend or somebody that uh, that we shot their wedding. So there's already like a little bit of, of trust over on our end. So they know mm-hmm. they want to work with us. Yeah, for sure. So when we're not free to do their wedding, um, if we can offer them a way to still work with our business, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there's there's already a, a little bit of trust built with that, that they might they would rather stick with us, yeah. you know, even if they're going to have like another photographer, mm-hmm. you know, so they, uh, so I just feel like that's a good business model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're still keeping the, the customer and then, uh, you're just having somebody else go shoot it. Um, <clears throat> and at the same time, you're, you are helping your friends out, like, mm-hmm. you know, if they have a gap. So my idea is not to have, like I wouldn't ask you like, Hey man, 2020, April 22nd, like, <laughs> yeah. are you free? That's, uh-huh. you know, that's a whole year from now or whatever, but, um, that's too far out. But that, again, that's why I want to implement the idea of you won't know who your photographer is mm-hmm. until like the week of, um, in, in case, you know, one of my photographers isn't available. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, um, I don't have to depend on a photographer being available, being available a year out. Yeah. Or even six months out, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could make, I could wait, you know, four months and start asking you or any of my other shooters if, if they're free mm-hmm. and if they're down and then I can ask them at the three month, are you guys still good? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, they don't have to, at the same time, they don't even have to feel obligated right off the bat, but I'll kind of make it clear like, Hey, if we're like two months or a month out, you know, I'm kind of hoping that you're going to be, you know, the yeah. ones. And then, um, I've worked with all of you guys long enough where like, I trust you guys will probably take on the job at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you also have to look at it. Like, like I said, you know, sometimes there's emergencies and things happen, or even if we were a month out and you said like, Hey, this thing came up and I got to move it. I, I think when you go into a role of like managing other people, those are things that you have to be prepared for. Yeah, and for you sure. Can, and you can't like be upset about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just have to find a way because you chose to run uh, a, a business where you have several employers, mm-hmm. employers, you know what I mean? Or employees, employers, <laughs> several employees. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just have Ashley. So you guys are at home, you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if she's not available, well, you're not really going to ma- get mad at her. You <laughs> yeah. know, you're just going to go find a second shooter. Yeah. Same with us. Like we just go find a second shooter mm-hmm. and you kind of have to treat it the same way. If you have an employee, like someone gets sick or it calls off and they can't do it. Cause I hear stories all the time, man, of people like the yeah. day before, like, I, I'm sorry, I can't make it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. You know, yeah. you can sit there and be mad about it, but that's not going <laughs> to fix the problem. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just establishing uh, rules for for your clients on like how you're going to handle the business. And I think um, building a good uh, friendship with photographers that want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that they would feel slighted. You know, I've asked you, I've asked Marcos, I've asked um, our friend Hannah and they're, they're all down Mm -hmm. to be associate shooters. I've asked some of our other friends, you know, if we ever need another second shooter or an associate, if they're free, they're more than happy to do it. Yeah. You know, so I think here we, we've, we've built a pretty good community of friends, photographer friends that want to help each other out. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as you have that, then you, you have, um, a good list of people that you can pull from to ask to shoot weddings for you. Yeah, for sure. And, and they know, I know if I'm second shooting for you, I'm helping you make money. Mm-hmm. And I want to help you make money, you yeah. know, because I know your family and I want to help feed mm-hmm. them too. <laughs> I'm second shooting for one of our friends that uh, we knew down in Corona. Uh, I'm No, I'm associate shooting for her. And same thing, like she wants to keep that wedding and I feel for her and I want her to keep that wedding. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go down there and make sure that that, you know, her client is happy with everything that we do. Yeah, so for sure. I think if you look at it that way, um, it's a win-win. Yeah. You know? No, I think if you're doubting it, just think of it as... It's a wedding that you wouldn't normally have had. Yeah. And you don't have to edit. 
which is the long hard part yeah and the good thing about it is it's another way to just expand your business Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Uh, i know we're always thinking about how do we make this a sustainable uh long-term business Mm -hmm. you know i don't know how long you plan on shooting weddings but I'm sure until there's. I'm dead. <laughs> until I'm dead. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sure there's a there's an end somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I can totally picture you with like a cane Dude, and a camera. That's, that's something that actually have, we've actually talked about. Like, are we still gonna be shooting weddings? You know, we're like we're sixty or yeah. like, are we still gonna be cool enough? People are people gonna think that we're we're hip, you know? A, or are we like these like the old like the film guys who are like who you know have been shooting since like the seventies and like they have like like I feel like you can look at a photo. And like, oh, you've been shooting since the seventies, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are gonna be shooting with like lasers or something. They're like, well, I still <laughs> shoot mirrorless <laughs> because that's what we used to use in yeah. our day. <laughs> yeah, that's. What I, I've told you this story before, but um, I uh, lost a wedding. I did the engagement shoot, and the mom was a photographer from like the seventies and eighties, and so she's the kind of person who shoots with fat flash for literally everything, <laughs> oh, like yeah. in daylight, like in shadows, everything. Yeah. Um, and I did the engagement session and I was happy with the photos. I, I liked them. Uh, I think the, the couple, they liked them, but the yeah. mom was, uh, emailed me. It's, did you use a uh, flash at all? Um, for the photos? Like, mm, no. And she's like, Oh, I kind of like that, that pop. I kind of like that fill light. Uh, these are all kind of missing those. I'm like, yeah, that means kind of more ambient light. It's kind of how we shoot. Um, kind of went back and forth a little bit and she's like, okay. Um, so would you be fine if we just kind of like canceled the contract and canceled like all this? I'm like, yep. Absolutely, because that'd be <laughs> yeah, that's you know. a nightmare on the wedding day, man. So Heck yeah. I was very happy to not have to deal with that. I mean, yeah. I'm, um, you're like happily. Yeah, I, dude. <laughs> I was like, I was hoping you'd say that, because yeah, I, I could see that it's not going well on the wedding day. Um, and it was a mom. It was that, a mom. Mm-hmm. Not the yeah the the, the, the couple. Bride and yeah, they were happy with okay. them. They yeah they were great to work with, and they're an awesome couple. But yeah, it was the mom. I guess she was paying for it, so I, mean, I guess it's up to her. That's, and the uh, the person okay. they booked was another uh, photographer from Riverside, also who was an old film guy, mm. um, who has that you know, uses flash shoots. So, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Probably got a good deal. Dude. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, okay. So I wanted to bring up this topic, man. Uh, I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, but I've seen this happen a few times recently. I've seen this a lot more, um, but uh, people leaving their stuff in their car and then mm. getting jacked. Mm. And uh, I just wanted to bring this up. It's more of a like, I just want to remind everybody, I don't care where you are, you know, or how much you trust where you are. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing to do is just take your stuff with you. Yeah, I, for I know, sure. I dude, I hate it. Like I, we'll do a shoot and then Maria will want to go somewhere afterwards. Or we'll yep. be close to a place and I don't care where we are. I've got my rolling bag. And I bring it with me. Yeah. I don't care if I'm at Target, I'm at Ikea, I'm at Home Depot. Dude. Like, I just roll with that thing. Because in the past, I've had, I've heard so many stories. What were mm-hmm. you saying? Oh, I just remember uh, when we photographed your wedding, uh, I was with the guys. I had my whole camera bag <coughs> and we went to the, uh, the restaurant and I brought my bag with me there. And then we were there for like an, an hour or so. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I don't leave it in the car yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, from when I first started getting into photography, like I heard stories of people getting stuff jacked out of their car all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So from the beginning, I was like, I'm never going to leave my stuff in there. Yeah. And it, it happened around me too many times already, yeah. you know? And the stories, uh, they're all different, but they're all the same. You know, I, I was parked here and I could see my car out the window mm-hmm. and it happened. Uh, it was in my driveway at home, like... You know, I live in a good neighborhood. Yeah. It still happens. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to, to bring that up and remind people, just don't leave, I don't, don't trust wherever you are. Like, yeah. you have all your stuff in your car. That's like your, that's your job. That's mm-hmm. your life right there. Yeah. You know? And then at the same time, uh, make sure you're backing up your stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, I just recently got back blaze. And yes, I don't yes. know why I didn't get it early. Are you on back? Are you using uh, when I was looking um, for like uh, backup options, I was I checked it out. I don't I didn't end up getting it, but uh, I didn't know about it. It's good. So I didn't get it because I come home and I put all our photos on a hard drive, <clears throat> our working drive that we're going to be editing off of. 
those photos also go on a second drive. It's a backup drive that just kind of stays in our drawer, mm-hmm. you know, in case something. No, my bad. Not our drawer. In our um, in our safe. It's a fireproof safe. Mm-hmm. So those just have all the backups of all the photos. If something happens to our house, if it gets burnt down, like, you know, they're still on, on that hard drive yeah. and we're good. And then uh, some stuff, like some video work that I do, I even back it up on a third drive. Mm-hmm. But two drives is fine. I don't, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but then I went to Backblaze. People have been telling me to sign up on there forever. It's $5 a month for unlimited, unlimited storage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds great already. And then I signed up for it. And uh, what it does is um, it's hooked up to your computer. Whatever hard drives you plug into it without you doing anything, it's automatically backing them up. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you plug in your drive, it, it's backing it up yeah. right there and then. So you don't even have to think about it. Mm. And if something ever happens, if your house burns down and your backup drive gets stolen out of your car yeah. after <laughs> your house burns down, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if all these <laughs> things happen, then uh, you can just go to their website and download everything that you had on there. Mm-hmm. Or they'll send you a drive, you know, with nice. everything on right it. On. And for $5 a month, man, that's... Shoot. It's really worth it. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I got on there now. So go check out Backblaze. This is not a sponsored. <laughs> Backblaze <laughs> owe money. Backblaze, if you want to support this podcast. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about um, uh, we were talking about lenses before we got on this podcast because mm-hmm. you just switched over to Sony. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not Halfway. ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you already started shooting, but you're yeah. in the middle of getting some more lenses and stuff. Yeah. So we'll revisit this topic. But did you know that Sigma just announced a 28 millimeter 1.4? I did not. Sigma just announced mm-hmm. a 28 millimeter 1.4. Uh, who Who's the other one that has a 28 millimeter? Is that the new Canon R? Mm. Is it 28 to 70? Yeah, they have a 28 to 70, I think, like 2.0 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's like the new lens. So yeah. so what do you think about uh, 28 millimeter? Um, It's a little too wide for me for a prime. Yeah? Um, I wouldn't use it, I don't think. I think 35 is good. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Uh, I found... um, So I've shot... Ashley has shoots with a 24 to 72 weight, and I've found group shots at 24... Um. If I'm doing a shot where it's like uh, the bridal party from like their like chest up or it's just like their heads and shoulders kind of thing, kind of more like artsy shot or whatever, I found with the 24 uh, or uh, 2470 at 24, the people um, on like the far corners look like distorted and like all weird. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just like I guess the corners of the images are kind of like yeah. just distorted and like not, not good. Um, so I haven't shot. Well, I do shoot. Um, uh, I have a 24 to 105 that I use for receptions when I use flash and for like dance, I'll have that 24 and do like dance photos, mm-hmm. closer up stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's good, I guess for that. But, uh, I'd say for a prime, uh, for, <coughs> I guess my style, uh, 35 is the widest I'll go. Yeah. I like but, the idea of the 28 for those group shots that you yeah. were saying. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, 24, yeah, it's a little too wide, Yeah, but sometimes when people, you know, you call in a group and all of a sudden the group gets really big. Sometimes that 35 is just not wide. Yeah. So we shoot, sure. we shoot, uh, uh, Maria shoots with a 24 to 35 Sigma. Mm-hmm. It's a great lens. I yeah. love that thing. It's F 2.0. Uh, but when we do those family photos, I mean, it's become like a habit. Like as soon as we walk out of the ceremony, she gives me the camera. Yeah. And that way for family photos, I have the 24 to 24 to 35 and I shoot mostly 35, but in case we get those big, you know, groups, I can right away switch over to 24. Yeah, Uh, for sure. But I feel like that 28 might be like that perfect, you know, center point Mm -hmm. to do those group shots and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty interested in, in, in that lens. And, and, uh, yeah, I feel like they're they're you know I like that they're um, widening their range. Mm-hmm. You know, no pun intended. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> widening their range for for lenses. Yeah, I think it definitely has its uh, its use. So I've found like different parts of the day for a wedding, I'll switch to different lenses. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a certain part of the day where I could use that. Yeah. Um, but like my workhorse is like a 35 millimeter. I use that like majority of the day. What's your setup for the day? Uh, so 
Um, Ashley pretty much just shoots just because uh, we don't have enough money to buy all the lenses in the world. She has just the 24 to 70. She shoots yeah. um, pretty much the well the entire day on, and that's great for her. It's it's awesome. It's a very uh, versatile lens. Um, for me, uh, I'll start the day with like getting ready shots. Pretty much everything um, with the 3514. Uh, then ceremony time, I'll shoot um, uh, with uh, two bodies with a, usually a, a 50 and an 85. Um, and kind of bounce back with those, uh, during the, um, ceremony. Um, then reception, it's usually same, pretty much like the same thing, 15 to 85. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll go to one camera and I'll push, maybe use the 50. Um, and then if I'm ever using flash, uh, then my primes don't really matter as much. And I'll just go to, yeah. to the 24 to 105. And that's usually like, um, dancing where it's like all the, you know, the lights are off and just yeah. like, you know, DJ lighting and stuff. Um, so, and I know you shoot a lot of flash stuff with that too. Mm-hmm. So like, like those lenses that are like F4, yeah. I, dude, I don't, you know, it, I hope I'm not alone with this, but every time I see those, like, you know, Canon announces a new, whatever lens F4, like, oh, F4. I, I okay. almost disregard it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, who, who the heck wants to buy that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, because I love, I love opening up that aperture. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've shot with you, and I know that you have which one is it? The twenty twenty. The twenty four one hundred five. Twenty four one hundred five. It's f yeah. four, right? Mm-hmm. But you shoot with your flashes. Yeah, I, I only ever use it with my flash. <coughs> yeah, because I'm my aperture's like up at like you know eight or like yeah something like that yeah. with the flash. So yeah, doesn't. Really but matter. I mean, they look great. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I always have to remind myself, like, and and also I was a studio photographer for a long time, and I did not shoot at one point four. I didn't shoot yeah. at two point zero. I didn't even shoot at two point eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was doing yeah. portraits at four, at you know whatever. Like I wasn't shooting mm-hmm. that that uh, low of an aperture. Yeah, and uh, it's just as great. I, you know, I think there's like this. Um, this idea that we have to shoot at the lowest aperture. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I take that back. I did. I said that I only use it with flash. There was every once in a while at a uh, specifically Catholic weddings where we're you're you know way far away. Uh, there is one wedding where I put the twenty four one hundred five on because uh, my eighty five wasn't close enough. Yeah, and so I just stood there like kept my camera real steady <laughs> and like okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it's uh, with my flash because aperture doesn't matter. At well, that for point. that point zero 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 one percent time, I'm, I'm gonna get you a monopod, <laughs> dude. That's I'm still uh, I'm contemplating um, getting a, a one thirty five. Yeah. Uh, to replace my eighty five. Have you shot with the one thirty five yet? Mm-mm. So uh, this is just my opinion, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, I rented a one thirty five because mm. I was curious about it. And I, you know, for the ceremony, it was great you yeah. know, because that wedding and I've only shot with it once. So I guess like, you know, I, I might want to try it more than one time, but that wedding was a Catholic wedding. And for the ceremony, it worked out really great because we weren't able to get that close. Mm-hmm. The 135 was perfect. It was beautiful. But other than shooting at that ceremony, you know, I think I threw it on for some romantics and yeah. Excuse me. And I, I didn't really care for it. Yeah. And the rest of the time I kept throwing it on, but then I just wanted to take it off. Like, I, yeah, it, it just wasn't for me. So I might try it out again. But, you know, my first impression of it was like 85 is like the perfect range yeah, for me. For sure. So I shoot I shoot 35, 85 uh, for myself all day long. Mm-hmm. And and I love it. Yeah. And uh, Maria, you shoot uh, 24 to 70. We have the 24 to 35 because mm-hmm. uh, before we discovered that lens, Maria liked shooting with a 24 wide. Uh, and she at ceremonies, she was in charge of being in the back and getting all yeah. the wide shots while I was up front getting all the close up stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, she had uh, with it going up to 35. Now we're both capable uh, or she would shoot with the 35 because she would be with the groomsman or the bridesmaid while I was with, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else. So she was able to have both ranges and they were perfect. Yeah. So now she just shoots 24 to 35 all day. I shoot 35, 85 all day. And it's like perfect. Yeah, it's a good combo. Yeah, yeah it's a good combo. That's what uh, I think uh, if I were to get the 135, 
I don't think I'd use it for romantics very often. Like maybe a, a few shots if I was shooting like two bodies, like having one of my bodies and I, every once in a while I'll do it. Uh, but primarily um, use it for uh, ceremony um, just so I can, like, you know, be in the back, still get up close, you know, without getting people's way. Uh, and I guess for like speeches and stuff like that, because I don't, I don't like, um, I guess like shooting from the dance floor and like crouching down and shooting up towards the um, whoever's giving the speech. It's yeah. not a very flattering angle, so I I prefer to be standing. Yeah. But if I'm standing, then I'm in guest's way and stuff. Um, and you know I'd like to be standing the entire time, but I don't want to stand in front of the guests the entire time either. Yeah. Uh, so I guess at the 135, I could go behind everyone, stand the whole yeah, time, and still get true. that get up close. Um, but you know that's like. Uh, not a big part of the day. So that's a lot of money to spend for a lens that yeah. for sure be super helpful, but just for a small portion of the day. Uh, same, same idea. That's why I would want to have a uh, 70 to 200 mm-hmm. yeah. in the bag. I used to have a 70 to 200, but it was the, it was, um, it didn't have, uh, IS mm-hmm. on it. And it was like the first version yeah. of the Canon. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was great. I, I, it, but I sold it because I had it in the bag and I used it 1% of all the times, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I never <laughs> used that yeah. lens. Um, but it did come in handy every once in a while. And, uh, that's the way I look at it now. Like, I guess if I come with, you know, up with this extra money, maybe I would buy a 70 to 200 yeah. cause it would be helpful every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I know I would rarely use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel about my, my 85. I don't use it that often, but when I do use it, I mean, I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's one of my favorite lenses. Um, but it doesn't get as much use as I, I wish it did yeah. just cause it's so tight. And so if you had all the money in the world, bro. what <laughs> <laughs> you were just a billionaire, man, uh-huh. but you just decided like, I just want to shoot weddings for free because I'm a billionaire. I have thought um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your setup? What would be your, like, uh, what would you I be think shooting with? For sure. I'd get uh, a 135. Um, Wait, well, would, you, would you be, would you still be shooting on 5D threes and fours? Uh, Let's start there. I mean, you have all the money in the world. <sighs> you know, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm pretty. Um, I mean, we could talk about this on another podcast, but with Sony, <laughs> I, I, I like Sony a lot so far. Yeah. Uh, with the A7 III. Um, I don't know. I think uh, well, I'm curious to see what Canon comes out with. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that they have some stupid, like, 80 megapixels, some whatever mirrorless camera. Um, oh, in the that, works. Yeah, that might have yeah. two card slots, which, I mean, that's what I care more about. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm I'm happy with the A7 III. Uh, I don't know. Um, the A9 is good, too. So maybe yeah, if I have all the money in the world, why not get the A9? I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> you still talking about the A7 III. You're not going to get the A9. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 135 uh, and then... 70 to 200 like why not heck i'll get a 300 millimeter 28 if while i'm at it um <laughs> we have i had uh, all the money in the world then i'd probably i'd be only because i'm curious i'd probably be wanting to shoot on 1dx mark two, <laughs> and then because yeah. i'm a millionaire i would have every lens <laughs> and just because why not play with them every single wedding just and like, i'd get a something i'd out. get a, a hasselblad as my, as my second body oh, okay, just because yeah just cause. why not yeah why not yeah <laughs> And for film, I, I mean, I, we'd be shooting red all day. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of lenses, uh, I saw you posted this, that uh, Canon's not making any more DSLR lenses. They're all mirrorless lenses this year. That's, I guess they're dedicating their time to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking to somebody about how um, I think uh, mirrorless is like... Mirrorless, I told him I spot the a7 III and how it seems that... Um, this is going to be like replacing DSLRs essentially, like maybe not like this year, but like in the future. And I think Canon, just seeing how many people have lost, uh, have gone from Canon to Sony or Nikon to Sony or whatever to Sony. Uh, I think those companies are seeing this. And so they're trying to invest more into the mirrorless. Um, Finally. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so them only making uh, lenses for the EOSR, EOSR or the mirrorless systems. Um, I mean, I think that's just a, that's a big sign that I think everything is kind of pointing yeah. more towards mirrorless yeah. going from like, um, like the 1DX, like those giant cameras down yeah. to like a uh, A9 or A7 III. It's like this, the size difference is pretty like. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. 
Yeah. So I switched over to Sony for video and you know, the camera difference, the weight is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm carrying nothing. And yeah. It feels so great. And then, uh, I, I have friends that have switched over from Canon to like the, uh, the Fuji systems. Mm-hmm. And even with a battery grip, I mean, the lenses are tiny, man. And, yeah. and you know, they're carrying nothing. Yeah. And, uh, they're workhorses. They're just, they're mm-hmm. just as, you know, amazing as, you know, whatever we were shooting before. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to carry as much. And they're like half the price. Yeah. Too. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious about what Canon is doing with their mirrorless uh, lenses and their cameras. I, I, I know that people are switching over to the ESOR even with the one uh, memory card. Which is fine, I guess. It, it you know that's your choice. Yeah. I I can't get myself to do it. Yeah. I need to have a backup to a backup to my two backups to my yeah. back plays. You know For what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. I have to because uh, I just don't want anything to happen. And that's another thing. Like besides the theft thing, like I've seen uh, uh, stories recently of people. I just talked to uh, a friend that I used to work with. Her daughter just got married and the photographer was shooting on a camera. Like she w- she doesn't know which camera she was shooting on, but mm-hmm. uh, clearly they only had one memory card. Yeah. And something happened in that memory card and they lost all the family photos. Yeah. And dude. that just, that hurts. Yeah. Like what do you even do in a situation like that? Mm-hmm. You lost all the family photos. You just, you know, you just quit. <laughs> that, that's it move to another country delete your social media yeah 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 i mean i know i they'll they'll be fine they'll get through that but like uh i just don't ever want to have to deal with that yeah you know what i mean i want to have two cards in my camera no matter what yeah Dude, that's what uh I, I mentioned it to you uh a while ago but i've played with the idea i haven't done it yet but um shooting with dual cards in a, uh the mark three or uh a seven three or something like that um having one um your dedicated card being raw and having the backup card being JPEG and having like a 128 gig or something like that. Um, so that one is, is in there shooting JPEG uh, and that'll hold like, you know, a ton of, a ton of JPEG photos at least. And so you have that for like, you know, three or four or five or how many weddings will fit on there. And so if you come like, you know, a month or two away uh, past the wedding and you realize, Oh, like one card didn't upload correctly or like something happened you still have that, you know, JPEG uh, card. You know, they're still not raw, but there's something. They're not gone. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've thought about doing that. What about not shooting JPEG? What about shooting raw? Well, then if they're raw, they won't the they won't fit as much as many photos. Well, I don't know if you know this, Eric, but Lexar just announced that they're introducing their one terabyte, terabyte. SD mm, card. I saw that. <laughs> so now you can shoot all raw, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and still back up the next couple weddings on your camera, dude. Yeah. Uh, could be. Are you going to have $1,000 to buy that one terabyte well, card? Well, if, if I have all the money in the world. <laughs> or we're with, still on that? <laughs> dude, but with the way, I feel like with the way like uh, camera companies think, oh, just add, you know, 50 megapixels or some like stupid amount of megapixels. I could care less about having that many megapixels. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so happy with like the my, 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 uh, Mark III when I was shooting primarily with that. You know, it was like 20 some megapixels and I was able to fit a decent amount of RAWs in a yeah. SD card. Yeah. But if you get to like, you know, 30 or 40, like that's less photos I can fit in an SD card or a CF card or anything. And I don't want that. I, I want to fit, you know, I want to get longevity out of the the cards and yeah. not just like, you know, shoot 500 shots. Like, whoop, 32 yeah. gigs is up. And- yeah. yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, same with me. Like the, the you know, they said like the megapixel war is over. Like yeah. we know we can, we can keep going on it. But how much people really need, like, you know. I think we just need to be able to keep up with our times. And right now, yeah. 24 megapixels is still great. Yeah, I I'm, think, that's all I need. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> for sure. and I'm sure we'll be good with that for the next couple of years. And, mm-hmm. then, and then when they come out with, you know, the, the 16K camera with you know, 300 <laughs> yeah. megapixels, I think the 50 megapixel camera is still going to be good for what we're doing, you mm-hmm. know, for our business at least. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, if you want to move up to, to those cameras, that's great too, because you're, you're into those things, you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, I like to focus on the work itself. I like to focus on the mm-hmm. weddings. I like to focus on the couples yeah. and as long as we're giving them a great product, you know, I, I, you know, I'm okay with not shooting with, you know, some 8k camera with 80 megapixels and all that stuff. One yeah. card slot from Canon. Yeah, plus <laughs> plus I'm tired of buying hard drives, man. Yeah, for sure. 
I hear you. Uh, I wanted to answer a question that somebody asked on the Facebook group. Okay. Maybe you can help me with this. Um, Hector, Hector Gomez on the Facebook group, he asked, being based in SoCal, do you get a lot of uh, quinceanera requests? What's the LA market like for what's the LA market like for quinceaneras? I'm in South Florida and it's a good 50% of my work. Hmm. So I wanted to ask you, what's what are your thoughts on quinceaneras? Do you mm. shoot any? Do you get requests for them? Uh, I haven't shot any yet. Um, I think. Have you ever shot a quinceanera? Mm-mm. Okay. Never. Uh, I've. I think we've like so we've been full time for the past four years. I think we've gotten maybe two. Two requests? Yeah, in those past four years. I've always been like super honest about it because, I mean, I've I've never been to one. I'm not really sure what it entails. I'm like, sure, I can shoot it, but yeah. I might not be the best person to do this. Like, I'm good at weddings, uh, but, um, I mean, I can do it uh, for sure. I think I could give them good work that they'd be happy with, but there might be someone who, you know... Like, um, you know, a photographer who you pointed at me. Is it because I'm Mexican? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, like, um, yeah, I think someone who has shot them before yeah. and knows like what's happening next. And like for like weddings, like I know, like, you know, uh, if it's like, um, grand entrance followed by their first dance, followed by toast, followed by dinner, like things like yeah. I know what to expect. So I'm ready. You know, I'm ready for whatever's happening mm-hmm. next, you know, uh, to where like a can't see Like, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've never been to one. I'm, I, I, all I know is like the girl turns 16 and she gets a, a 15, 15. Sure. See, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, uh, so in, in, uh, in America it's sweet 16, but in our uh, culture it's quinceanera, it's 15. Yeah. So I'm sure that makes it more confusing for you. So sure, Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you ever shoot a quinceanera though? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I have absolutely no idea how I'd price it. If I price yeah. it like to a wedding or like or as an event like pricing i don't think i'd turn it down yeah but i think there's people who could you know who've done it before who maybe can yeah. do a better job than i can i don't know so i uh when i first started doing you know photography and getting into weddings um i actually went and shot a quinceanera uh, up here in palmdale mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i shot for a banquet hall and at the time i could be wrong but it was probably the only banquet hall in Palmdale, you know, there's not, there was mm-hmm. not a lot going on up there. And I shot this quinceanera and the owner of the banquet hall, she, she didn't, she never even saw my work, but she was like, I like the work you're doing. Uh, my daughter is having her quinceanera in two weeks. Can you come and shoot it? Maybe we can work something out mm-hmm. and you can shoot up here more often. Went and shot her quinceanera. And next thing you know, she had me booked like every other week Dude. to do quinceaneras up there. Um, the problem was I was at the very beginning of my career. I was uh, charging, you know, close to nothing mm-hmm. driving. And, uh, you know, I was living, I was living here in Fontana. So Fontana to Palmdale, what's that? Like an hour, over an hour, something like that. Sounds I mean, about it's, right. it's in the middle of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. far. Yeah. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And so I was driving all the way out there and getting play, paid close to nothing and they were bringing me out there every weekend and uh besides that uh i think quinceaneras are great but at the same time i was also discovering that it's not what i was enjoying shooting yeah you know what i mean so i really got burnt out on it really quick i mm-hmm. think i spent three months shooting quinceaneras like non-stop and i was like i don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. and when i started shooting weddings like it was a totally different feel like yeah. i you know i i shot my first wedding for nearly nothing yeah and but i went and i was like this is great you know what i mean so for me it's not that i would necessarily turn down a quinceanera but it it uh it's definitely not like what i aim to shoot so i would rather fill uh, my weekends with weddings if I can. Yeah, for sure. And um, I specifically, uh, if you go to my Instagram, like it's the only thing I advertise. Mm-hmm. We shoot a ton of stuff. We shoot family shoots, shoot maternity shoots. Um, I do video for commercial shoots. I, I shoot a ton of random stuff. I just did a photo shoot for someone that was building their fitness brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I do all these different things. 
but I don't advertise for them. Yeah. I advertise for weddings because that's what I want to shoot for. And we don't get, I, I, I think because of that, we don't get a lot of inquiries ourselves for quinceaneras. I think we get one or two a year mm-hmm. ourselves. And um, we pretty much turn them down because we're mm-hmm. just not interested in doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just not for us. You know what I mean? But with that being said, like here in our area, I feel like if you um, advertise for it more, you probably get more uh, inquiries for it. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of inquiries for it. I get one or two a year. You said you've gotten like two in you know, the past four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's as big. Maria, her mother, my mother-in-law, she runs a, <clears throat> a seamstress shop, a bridal shop mm-hmm. in, in Omaha, Nebraska. And she tells us that quinceaneras are the majority of her work. And in out there in the Midwest, like quinceaneras are huge. And I can see that because she says there's a lot less going on Mm -hmm. in the Midwest. So people spend more of their money on things like that, like weddings and, you know, quinceaneras. So that's that's a big business out there. Um, Out here, I don't know if it's a big business or not. Maybe it is. I don't see it because we're just not involved. Yeah. We're surrounded by it, you know. Our focus is weddings. Yeah. I think I've found if I'm out and about, I see more like as a bystander, I see more weddings happening than I do quinceaneras. Yeah. yeah. If if I was shooting less weddings, if I wasn't getting the amount of weddings that I wanted, I probably wouldn't turn down mm-hmm. quinceaneras, you know what I mean? Because like like we said previously, we need to run a business and and make money. Mm-hmm. But um you know, because they must have a bigger market for it in Florida. He says he's in Florida and it's 50% of his work. Yeah. And I've seen his work. He's got great work and he also advertises it for a bit. So, yeah. so that might be a reason why he's getting more of that work too. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Hector, for <laughs> that question. That was pretty awesome. So that's all I got for today, man. Thanks for cool. joining me on the podcast. Always a pleasure. I hope that you will join me for many more. Absolutely. I like hanging out with you and having some drinks and talking about camera stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about Eric is he's he does his research on on like he just switched over to Sony. So he does intensive research Dude. when he's going to switch over to Sony. I do the same thing. <laughs> if I'm going to buy a camera, I probably do research for like three. When I bought the Sony, I did like three or four months of research. Yeah. And then after I bought it, I still didn't even touch it for another month because <laughs> I needed to watch all these YouTube videos on it. You yeah, know? for sure. And I know you're the same way and you're always down to talk about photography mm-hmm. and things going on. So, you know, please feel free to reach out to Eric. He loves talking about this stuff and yeah, he's a good absolutely. person to talk about it. So I'll add all of your links down below so people can follow you and find you Sweet. on Instagram and your uh your website and all that stuff uh so thanks Eric, yeah for joining dude me. my pleasure yeah anything you want to say to the listeners out there uh just keep shooting awesome you're all doing great <laughs> <laughs> great words by eric <laughs> <laughs> all right man thanks thank you And that's it, guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please go down to the bottom, leave the podcast a five-star rating, uh, leave a review. Please feel free to share the podcast to friends, uh, other photographers that you know that are trying to start their wedding photography business. Share this podcast with them. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And now you can go join the Facebook group on Facebook. All the links are below in the show notes. Head on over to the Facebook group. We got a nice group of photographers and entrepreneurs, a nice little community of people that we're building there where we're sharing different topics, uh, questions, uh, things that we're discussing on there and also bringing up on the podcast. So we would love to have you over there. Uh, So thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode and we will see you on the next one.